Hello, everybody. Welcome to something a little bit different here on Chilling Amongst the Mangoes. Uh, I am CJ Welker, and Gage is actually not with me today. I am doing so a little something called CJ Solos. I have watched Transformers Rise of the Beasts on my own today. It is June 8th. Uh, the movie just came out today. I watched it. Uh, and I would like to give a spoiler-free bullet point review before our next episode, the main review, goes up. Because I, I this is going to help me parse some of my thoughts for when we go into that episode. I thought it would be interesting to take you all along for the ride. So, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh, to start off with, it definitely feels more like a Michael Bay Transformers movie than say, Travis Knight's Bumblebee, but not necessarily in a bad way. It doesn't have those kind of cringy middle school vibes that the Michael Bay movies did. That being said, it is not perfect. Uh, the plot is relatively simple, uh, if not a slight retread of a combination of some of the Bay movies, but it's done pretty well with not much fluff or filler. It's very cohesive and concise, which I like. But that being said, due to it being so concise, some of the bots get pushed to the side. Uh, Optimus Primal potentially has less screen time than Air Razor, which is kind of weird to me, but eh. Uh, Cheetor has maybe three or four lines, and Rhinox does not speak at all, and has pretty much no characterization. Um, I'll get more into this in the main episode. Uh, obviously, my Transformers lore and how much of a fan I am, some of these things bug me a little bit. As I discussed with Gage in the Bumblebee episode, uh, I'm not a fan of the redesign they did for Wheeljack for this movie, and Gage said, okay, give it a chance, maybe the personality will make up for it. It didn't. It's awful. Uh, there's no resemblance in form or personality to my boy Wheeljack. Uh, it kind of feels like they did a character assassination on him again, which just sucks because now it's the second time it's happened. Uh, also, he maybe is in the movie th for three minutes. I could be wrong. It just feels like they didn't really care about him. On to something positive. The human characters are all amazing. From the second that we first see them, I felt invested in their characters. They felt relatable. And I didn't hate them like I hated Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg's characters in the Bay movies. I don't know if I liked them as much as uh, the character of Charlie, played by Haley Steinfeld in Bumblebee, but they're definitely up there. The humans are good in this movie. Um, they also make an impact to the plot and have things to do, which is something that Michael Bay never really could get the hang of. I would actually like to see them return in future movies, so bravo. Very, very impressed with the way that uh, the director was able to get this done. Uh, humor is a bit of a backseat item in this movie. There's one line that I actually laughed quite a bit at, uh, which is... Funny enough, a one-liner that Prime spits at Bumblebee fairly early on in the movie. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any of the details here. We'll discuss them on the main episode, but everything else is kind of just meh. Uh, it's not cringy meh. It's just 
meh, it just kind of falls flat to me personally. Uh, there are two or three, like, quote-unquote potty jokes or the like, but they don't get into the, hey, hey you, hey, did you see what we did there? We made a poop joke treatment that the Michael Bay movies are kind of known for. It Again, this does not feel like a middle schooler's wet dream. Optimus and company, uh, RC, Mirage, Bumblebee, they all have great chemistry and personalities, again, except for Wheeljack, who has maybe three minutes of screen time. I, I'm still mad about this. Uh, the character development between both the humans and the Autobots is absolutely fantastic, as well as the parallels drawn between Optimus and Noah, the main human uh, character. They did kind of call out those parallels in the movie, which seems a little bit like that whole subtlety is for cowards thing that we discussed in Elise. Could have gone without it, but it is what it is. It's there. Uh, the villains. They're fine. Battletrap and Nightbird aren't necessarily characters at all. I think Battletrap has one or two lines and Nightbird maybe has three or four. They don't really have much personalities. They're just there. Scourge is relatively one-dimensional. Granted, it kind of makes sense for his character, whole Herald of Unicron thing. Yada, yada, yada. Again, get into it more on the main episode. The issue is, I would have liked to see more of him. I feel like Scourge didn't get enough time to shine, which really sucks because he was legitimately terrifying from the first second we saw him. It just, he wasn't there enough. He didn't do enough, even though he did quite a bit of damage. Um, the fifth act of the movie, because this weirdly is a five-act structure, uh, goes really fucking hard and is kinda anime, but I haven't decided yet if it's cringe anime or dope as fuck anime. Uh, I need to watch it again with Gage this Saturday when before we record. Maybe I'll be able to make up my mind at that point. Um... They reused a lot of Bayverse assets and designs for the final battle. All of the cannon fodder that the Terracons use uh, still have that Michael Bay metal splinters of nothing that transform into nothing look. It is what it is. Would have liked to see more, not necessarily iconic designs, but more recognizable designs. Things that looked good. At least in those fights, we didn't have Autobots that also looked like that fighting, so we did have a good mix of, you can't tell what these things are, but at least you know what these recognizable characters are doing. So, it's better. It's better than it could have been. Uh, the Scorponok army that is in the movie is cool, though. I like that. Those are dope. Uh, I do have quite a few other thoughts that I'm going to save for the main episode. A lot of lore changes slash tweaks. I don't really want to call them changes necessarily, uh, but I, I'll get into all of those later. All in all, this is a fun film. Uh, not dumb fun necessarily like the Bayverse, but it, it's just fun. I have a couple personal issues or qualms with it, but I can't necessarily say that that detracts from the overall enjoyment I had of watching this in theaters. Uh, it was honestly a fantastic way to take a half day from work, if I'm being completely honest. Um, it's not as good as Bumblebee. Nowhere near close. But it's a way cleaner final product than 
anything that Bay made in this franchise. Uh, if I do seem a little bit negative, it's kind of because I came into uh, came out of this movie, I should say, in critic mode. This might be one of the best Transformers movies in terms of rewatchability, which is a huge factor for me. So anyway, those are my first impressions of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I hope you guys liked this kind of uh, short form, slightly more scripted, I will admit, uh, kind of review. If you guys would like to get into all of our more chaotic thoughts and interpretations about this movie, as well as probably listen to me spew nonsense lore at you for two hours, because I don't know how to do anything less, uh, please tune in to our show uh, this Monday, where Gage and I will dive right in. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you soon.